On this episode of The Commercial Break. Well, hello there, my little doodlebugs. And did you know it's coming close to the end of the year 2020? Fun fact, the year 2020 is the year of the rat in the Chinese calendar. I shit you negatively. It's absolutely true. Look it up and the irony should not be lost on you. With the conclusion of the year 2020 comes the conclusion of the first season of the Commercial Break podcast. And I got to tell you from this side of the microphone, it's been quite a wild ride. Chrissy and I started this podcast. We had two really bad microphones and no fucking clue what we were doing. And nine months later, we are still absolutely clueless, but the microphones are better. And so we got that going for us. I think we sound really good from a microphone perspective, even when we're not that funny and even when it's not that good. But even when it wasn't that funny and it wasn't that good, you all continued to listen and more and more of you listened. And for that, I'll be forever grateful. You know, on a serious note, I think about podcasting as kind of an art form. And I think about the podcasters who have really done it right and the ones that I like to listen to. And there's something that I appreciate about podcasting that I also appreciate about the music that I like and the actors that I watch and the directors who make the movies that I enjoy. And that's that they all started off as really shitty actors and musicians and podcasters But they allowed themselves the room to make mistakes and to grow. And more importantly, the audience stuck with them while they made mistakes and they grew. And just like the Grateful Dead, eventually they turned into a traveling drug carnival that made a bunch of money for everyone involved. So that's my hope for the season two of the Commercial Break podcast is that we turn into a traveling drug carnival that makes money for everyone involved. But until then... We decided we didn't want to leave you empty-handed in between this, we'll call it a lull in between seasons with nothing to listen to. So we thought we would put together a best of. So this is best of part one. That's episodes one through 18, where we're taking clips from the first 18 shows. And we're just going to kind of mishmash them together in sequential order. And this was picked partly by the listeners and partly by our production staff. So if you have any gripes or you think this is unfunny or any clips fall flat, I want you to write an email to info at tcbpodcast.com and place the blame squarely on Gustavo's shoulders because he's young and good looking and he can take rejection much better than I can. And Chrissy and I want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in season one and we look forward to bringing you more smiles in season two until then enjoy the best of season one as narrated by my free voiceover software in a bad british accent it's my gift to you clips from episode number one hi and welcome i'm brian green host of the commercial break i'm a son a father a husband a passionate pragmatist, a Facebook doctor, and a Twitter epidemiologist. I started the commercial break after the world suddenly locked down in early 2020. It's like we're in a real-life commercial break. Every podcast, will interview experts and idiots alike. We'll give advice on how to survive this lockdown with only high-speed internet, Netflix, food, and air conditioning. We'll talk to people with opposing viewpoints, and we'll get the stories behind them. Together, we'll dive deep into the world during and after the age of Corona. So enjoy the episode of this commercial break. 
Have you lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in the real estate market recently because you've been scammed by scammy scammers? Don't worry. I have spent at least 13 seconds learning how to turn the tables. You too can be a Nigerian real estate scammer online for free. I'm going to show you how to make multiple fake Facebook pages and you're going to become the king of internet marketing. Buy my series now today. $19.99 plus $19.99 shipping and handling. And right now, if you act quickly, I'm going to throw in another package for $19.99 plus $19.99 shipping and handling. It's a deal you can't beat. Send it to a friend. Send it to a family. Give it to your dog. It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to be making money on this brand new series. Clips from episode number two. I heard about the naked Zoom parties. People There's naked Zoom parties? Yes. This is what the teenagers are doing is naked Zoom parties? I, don't know if, I think it's anybody who, you know, anybody who can get on Zoom. Hey, listen. <laughs> Whatever. I can I'm think like, of a few yeah. of our friends who are probably going to naked Zoom parties. <laughs> and I imagine it's not the, you know, the center of hotness we imagine it to be in our heads. <laughs> right. It's, it's like a nude like, beach. Yeah. It's not like the Playboy After Dark channel. This is like real people <laughs> with real bodies. <laughs> clips from episode number three again i don't think all religion is bad i think there are a lot of people who are considering themselves religious who are fantastic human beings and they don't they're not following some shitbag lunatic around you know buying colloidal silver um <laughs> <laughs> you too can buy colloidal silver for 9.99 plus 9.99 shipping and handling cures coronavirus it cures the herpes it even cures gay are you gay <laughs> colloidal silver make your dick shrivel up you won't want men no more <laughs> let's listen in on kenny and one of his other shepherds of the lord having a little chit chat I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Well, there you go. Let it be done. Kenny Copeland he seems says angry. So. <laughs> he's angry. Listen to the guy. There's always some asshole in the back speaking in tongues, too. Like, that is an extra layer of bullshit that adds. Con- Shyamalama ding dong. Shyamalama ding dong. Yes. Shyamalama ring a ding dong. Can it go? Can it go? When you watch these clips, these two are looking at each other and they have the shit smirk of someone who knows that they are getting one over on the rest of the fucking room. Right. One of them is singing in Shamalama Ding Dong and the other one is saying, Ah, boy, boy, wing, ding, bing, bong, big gone with you, coronavirus, big gone, coronavirus. The, the spirit of the Lord is hot with Kenny tonight. Let's continue. Do you, do you think if he talks louder, then it's going to help? Even more. He's talking louder because there are <laughs> some Asian people in the audience. And, you know, it always works if you just talk louder at people that don't understand your language. Kenny's right. trying to get across to the whole whole world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shouting, yelling. <laughs> I call you done. I call you done. Gone. 
I call you gone. I call you long dong. I think he just said long dong. Hold on. I call you gone. I call you dong gone. <laughs> Very sexy girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Clips from episode number four. Nathan wants to explain what happened to him when he got the bug for flat earthing. At first, I was extremely skeptical. I thought this was the craziest idea I'd ever heard, and I was going to debunk it in five minutes. And after about a month of not sleeping and really just digging through the information, I was a flat earther. So now we find out the real reason why Nathan is a flat earther. Crystal meth. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Who's not sleeping for a month and going through the Internet? Who are these people? Do they not have jobs? See, here's follow me here, Holdy. I think what happens is is these guys are either gainfully unemployed, right? Or they're just kind of like sedentary. They're not, they're not really doing anything in their life. And when they find out that they, like this guy in this particular documentary, it says that this guy gets 2,000 Facebook friends, friend requests a day for his group. 2,000 a day. That's people. wild. Isn't that insane? That is insane. I don't think I know 2,000 people in my entire life. I like, don't know let that's alone. That's true. Yeah. We, <laughs> we are like 2,000 people away from getting 2,000 people to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I'm telling you there's a chance. My mom said the podcast was good and she was going to spread it around the retirement home like wildfire. <laughs> Irving K- yeah, Irvin K. from Sunset Flowers Retirement Home says, I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the review we have on Apple. <laughs> I just Fantastic. shit myself. <laughs> Fantastic. on the TV. <laughs> it's not on the TV. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why that was so funny. To me. This is fantastic. Please. I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh. Clips from episode number six. Okay. But before we start, before we dig in, to the 20 secrets our debonair dipshit has a warning <laughs> for everybody i do warn you that making girls fall in love is not as fun as it looks when you use these texts correctly you're gonna have girls who want to be around you and if you never had that before it could be a very weird experience because you're gonna notice that it gets old after a while it's not as fun as it looks having girls being needy around you and wanting to see you is not as fun as it looks Okay, so just giving you a warning, getting girls to fall in love with you may seem, may seem pretty, but once you have a girl who's obsessed with you, it's not going to be as pretty as it looks. I'm just letting you guys know. So if you guys want this, this, this is the video, all right? Because these are 20 dark shit. 20 dark For, shit. Yeah, more, more of his mastery of the English language. This is 20, <laughs> 20, 20 dark, dark shit. shit. <laughs> Listen, this is the hook right here. He's like the guy on TV sp- sp- uh, selling the spray-on hair solution, right? Mm-hmm. But we must warn you, women will never be able to tell your hair is brunette silly string in a can. 
Hey, baby. Is that silly string in your hair? No. I'm in hair club for men. This oh fucktwad right here is really working up a sale. Uh, and the funny thing is, is I don't see anything for sale here. Maybe he's just trying to get views. Yeah. But my thought of someone watching this on the other end, the, the comments too. Like the good news is there's more down comments than there are, you know, more down thumbs than there are That's up thumbs or whatever. It's encouraging. encouraging. But some of the comments are like, one of the guys, some comments said. I used your plan and it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> Do you know a Bales Bondsman? <laughs> <laughs> One comment said, minute number when, this guy's a fucking jackass. Minute number seven, he's a genius. <laughs> Clips from episode number seven. We run out of gas. We pull over to a QT. We pull over to that QT. Let's just say this. On the way, Donald and I had partaken in some of the we figured there was a, a finder's fee. We figured there was a finder's fee to what was going on here, right? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Who's going to miss a couple of mushrooms out of 12 pounds, right? right. <laughs> so we're chewing on these things on the way home. And about halfway there, we run out of gas and we stop. And, you know, the, the shrooms are kicking in and everything's going crazy and the music is blaring. And <laughs> as we stop and we go to get gas, there is a little fucking kitten that's like walking in the QT parking lot, like back and forth. And I'm like, hey, Donald, is that like a real kitten or am I seeing shit? And he's like, I don't know. It looks like a real kitten to me. And I walk up to the real kitten. And as soon as I pick up the kitten and I lift my head, a police officer's pulling in. And he pulls in right oh. in the parking spot where the kitten was like kind of next to the kitten, right? <laughs> I'm frozen. Absolutely frozen. I am totally petrified. I have this little kitten in my hand. The officer gets out of the car. What you up to, son? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just bought this kitten. <laughs> <laughs> he says, excuse me. I said, I just bought this. kitten." <laughs> he says, you bought the kitten. And I said, I did, sir. I bought the kitten <laughs> and I'm just taking it home. Holy, mind you, I'm allergic to fucking cats. Right. Like, deadly allergic to cats. <laughs> but I said, I just bought the kitten and I'm taking it home. And he said, oh, okay. <laughs> see, see you later. Sounds good. Sounds good, sir. Just on your way. I don't even want to deal with you. I'm yeah. going to let you go. Clips from episode number eight. It was, yeah, there was a thousand kids there. I say kids. It was mostly fraternity and sorority kids. And, um... So we got to, my partner and I got to the show a few minutes late and we're in the back and it's packed and we're selling tons of booze and things seem fine. And then all of a sudden the, they had these dancers that were on stage and the dancers go off the stage and they come back out and they don't have any tops on. And we're like, oh, these girls have no, no tops on and fully nude. I mean, f I mean, fully nude from the waist up from the waist up. And, and so my partner and I look at each other and said, Oh, this could be a problem. You know, you're in a Bible belt, you know, it, it, deep Fucking South, Oxford, Mississippi, deep, yeah. deep South, you know, place. And, and so we let it kind of, we let it go for a minute and let it ride. <laughs> we let it ride for a minute. Then, then the girls go off stage and they come back for the, the next song and they're fully a hundred percent nude. Whoa! So, so at this point, then like Ching Chang's ha hanging out and everything, everything, and it's the Miso Horny Dancer. So it's three three women, oh my god, completely nude on stage <laughs> in front of a thousand people. And so we 
I, my partner and I look at each other, and, and so he's like, "I'll go. I'll, I'll take care of the stage. You take care of the soundboard." So, I, the, so the idea was, I'd go over the cut soundboard. I I yeah. cut I'd cut the cut the sound. He'd go to the stage, deal with deal with the uh, you know the performers, and I'd cut the lights on too. Oh, but there's so, more. So <laughs> that that took it very well documented. That took about eleven minutes to accomplish that to run through all the the audience and and get everything done. What happened in that eleven minutes is is uh is pretty famous oh there was all sorts of stuff that i guess Legend. we're on a po- i guess we're on a podcast so we can say whatever the hell we yeah, want to say sure. but, yeah. but there was uh, all 11 listeners are, are just interested in what you have to say <laughs> <laughs> they uh there was many lewd and obscene gestures that and not just gestures acts that occurred in that 11 minutes there was luke and the girls or just the girls doing whatever they're doing the girls were doing um they put uh uh lollipops in their vaginas (gasps) and then were throwing them out into the audience there was there was strap that's my favorite kind of lollipop lollipop (laughs) there was there was uh, (laughs) a labia lollipop i love it clips from episode number 10 Tweezes now reopened. After much ado about apparently nothing, we're happy to announce that Tina Tan and Tweez is back open to the general public. That's right, we here at Triple T are back in business and better than ever. So get those pasty marble bags off the couch and come get some fresh rage. You tired of looking in the mirror and seeing a ghost? TTT has two state-of-the-art tanning beds to suit all skin tones and types. With our advanced 1982 burning bulb systems, you'll walk away feeling red and ready to take on those selfies with confidence. You need more Facebook likes. Forget those modern UV filter beds other salons offer. With our special microwave technology, you'll get that painful, dark, rose-colored glow you've always been looking for. Rosy red. Special event? Coronavirus party or NASCAR race coming up? Room, room. Come on in and peel off that first layer of epidermis to achieve maximum stop sign hue. Prom night right around the corner? If you're 15 to 18, don't forget to ask for the Little Chicken Special. You'll get a 37-minute turn in one of our two currently operating tan vans. Parked right on the corner of Lola Avenue and Fairburn Street, these vans are illegal in 49 states. But due to Tina's special relationship with the men of city council, we are happy to bring back this early 80s tanning process. Ladies, have some extra pine straw in your flower beds? Fear not, our tweezing specialists are here to save your day or night. You're gonna get laid. With over two weeks of experience, our pube technicians will remove unwanted hair from your naughty bits one by one. The redder, the better. Our tweeze facilities are state-of-the-art with government-approved sterilization after each guest. We only use the best pine saw cleaning products before, during, and after each tweeze. Smells like Christmas. You'll know you're getting the cleanest tweeze available with that un unmistakable smell and Tina Tan and Tweez special burn after each plug. Hey guys, don't be shy. It's 2020. We are happy to offer a full range of man potato and happy hole waxing. Chill out and relax in our man cavern. Drink some beer, watch some ESPN, and get your sacks nice and slick. Silky smooth. We are conveniently located in the center of town behind Chicken Palace on the first floor of Dr. D's Podiatry Clinic. We have a coveted two-star rating on Google, our 
open 24 hours a day except for Tuesdays, and take appointments by phone. Ring, ring. Have an upcoming birthday, anniversary, or wedding and need a place to host your event? Tina Tan and Tweez now offers a full-service event facility in the back of the tweezing room, as well as food catered by Tina's mom, Vera Lee. She's out of jail. Pick from five different entrees, like squirrel pie, raccoon couscous, and Vera's locally famous seven-meat lasagna. Who wants seconds? And don't forget, each event comes with Crab Apple's finest DJ, Funky Fresh Fred. He'll be spinning all your favorite hits from the 70s, 80s, and more 80s. Hit the dance floor and let loose while Fred spins the soundtrack of the night. Winger, Air Supply, Warrant, and all your favorite couple skate songs will be available on Fred's iPod. Rock and roll, You'll have a party for the ages at Tina Tan and Tweez. Tina Tan and Tweez is legally obligated to disclose we are not allowed to serve food on premises. All catering will be provided inside of Dr. D's podiatry examination room. Due to health department restrictions, all food must be served in a brown paper bag. Tina Tan and Tweez is obligated to announce that we no longer offer the one hand band massage package. We are happy to announce, however, that all massage therapists have been returned to their country of origin unharmed. You have no idea where they came from. So come on down to Tina, Tan, and Tweez for the grand reopening. Tina, Tan, and Tweez. We groom you with these exactly where you please. Clips from episode number 13. Um, but it's like, you know, that, what was the La La Land that came oh, out Oh, La La recently? Land. I actually like La La Land, but there's yeah. talking in that movie. Like, it's not there's all songs, right? Yeah, that's true. But, <clears throat> I actually yeah. like the movie, but I just like the, like the whole jazz thing. I think it's interesting. It's interesting to me anyway, as a yeah. musician who plays mm-hmm. over 16 different instruments. <laughs> You're like Prince. <laughs> I am like Prince. Can't play one song in any of you've them. You've heard that, you've heard that before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm trying to impress Astrid and I'm like, <clears throat> when we're first dating, we go over to Switzerland or not Switzerland, excuse me. We go over to France and we're in the Pyrenees mountains for nice. New Year's Eve. And this is when we're uh, still dating, right? Where I think we're yeah. engaged at the point. And we, we go to this big party at this hotel in the top of the Pyrenees mountains. So it's wow. just like, so ex- it's just wonderful, right? You just, mm-hmm. what you think of as it's a dream vacation. Right. And so we're there with all of her family members and all this stuff. So when I was first trying to impress Astrid, I explained to her that I was a multi-talented <laughs> musician, right? Well, it just so happens that he, at, she, you know, Chalet La 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 in right. uh, the Pyrenees <laughs> Mountains in France has a grand, baby grand piano where there is a child that's like nine years old who's playing some, you know, concerto on it, right? But he's not like, yes. he wasn't hired by the hotel. He's just a kid. He's at playing the, it. Yeah, at this New Year's Eve party. It's like a hotel party, right? Everyone gets served dinner and then we all dance and there's a DJ and all this other stuff. And so this is before, it's a cocktail hour. And right. so Astrid starts speaking in Spanish and her dad starts encouraging me to play the piano. And Astrid goes, <laughs> come on, honey, go play, go play a few things. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't know any, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little rusty. I don't know anything by heart. La, 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 la. I've played in 15 years. I'm picturing two ways this went. <laughs> Either you were one of those who like, no, 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 I'm not going to no, do no, it. I you can't like do this. bust yeah. into like this huge rendition where you're like putting your foot up on the, <laughs> on the piano or... You didn't play so well. So, 
kind of bold. So for like 15 minutes, I play it down, right? No, 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 no. I don't want to show anybody else. That's not my piano. Right. I'm not sure it's, it's tuned not, correctly to my... I don't want to show this I have a special tuning. <laughs> I need a special tuning for mine. It's like... <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> I need a special tuning. <laughs> So it's yeah. obvious that everyone's making fun of me in Spanish because like, this guy doesn't know how to fucking play the piano. Right. And I know this, but I don't know enough Spanish to know that everyone's like, sure, he plays piano. Yeah. Special right. tuning. <laughs> yeah. You think you're a bunch of dumb fucking idiots, right? And I'm like, I got to just play something just to like prove that I actually know how to play the piano. But the Chopsticks. only <laughs> Worse. So the only thing that I could think to play... <laughs> was Home Sweet Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. (laughs) It's been in this French chalet in the Pyrenees Mountains. 20 of my closest family members. They don't speak a lick of English. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. And I'm playing Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. Astrid's dad's like, what song is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a a special one. It's It's a New Year's song. (laughs) It's Beethoven. Some of his early work. (laughs) (laughs) Some of his his lesser known early. (laughs) It's from his first album. like the Ninth Symphony, you should check out his early work. The First Symphony. The Ninth is after he sold out. It's not so good. (laughs) Here, let me play. I'm on my way. Just set me free. Oh, sweet. Oh, my God. My stomach's hurting from laughing. I I hope this is half of the funny to the people listening. (laughs) Because it's funny to me. Was Astrid impressed? Well, no, she was not. No, she was not. So then I think as a smart-ass move for the next, like, three birthdays and, and, and holidays, she got me a musical instrument. <laughs> like, here, shithead, play this new guitar I got you. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, later. Later. Yeah, later. I'm too busy at work. Oh. Uh, Man, God bless America. That was pretty funny. I just, that was a good yeah. laugh. <laughs> that was a good I'm laugh. Picturing the whole thing. It's like it's just how you pictured it too. It's like the snow in the backgrounds and the mountains outside the windows, and it's dark and there's <laughs> lights all over. You know, the beautiful lights in the trees and, right. and people skiing in and out. The holiday the lodge, scene. Right? Yeah, and everyone's dressed up in tuxedos and beautiful. Here comes Brian <laughs> with a home sweet home. And by the way, the nine year old. <laughs> She eventually stood behind me. <laughs> I think his parents had encouraged him to take over. <laughs> like, hey, we paid a thousand dollars ahead for this party. We're not going to dish it. We're in it. Right. He didn't need a special tuner. Yeah. And so just as hard as we were laughing, that's how hard my in-laws were laughing after I got off the piano. <laughs> and my father-in-law just looked at me and he goes, you don't know how to play the piano. <laughs> that kid knows how to play the piano. Yeah. <laughs> 
clips from episode number 14. And that's the night that Chrissy didn't know how much the stone crab was. Oh <laughs> my god, like, that was oh, fucking like, hilarious. Oh, that 500 stone crab club. <laughs> I was like, these things are delicious. We were waiting for, I think we were waiting for uh, Rachel, so we all got there a little bit early and we started drinking and we started imbibing and I mean, Chrissy must have been, we all must have been two or three bottles of wine into this before we got sat down at this table and so the waiter comes up and he says, hello, welcome to what are the Tonight. Is that how he sounded? Uh, he said, Shalala, welcome. Shalala. Tonight we have a very special special. It is called the Stone Crab. And Chrissy was like, oh my God, Stone Crab. I love Stone Crab. And I was like, yeah, Stone Crab. That sounds good. Okay, how many should you have? And Chrissy looks at me and she's like, are you going to have one? And I'm like, oh, I got to have one. I asked her, are you going to have one? Yeah, she'll have one too. We'll take 12. <laughs> and he's like, you Twelve? want 12? They're small. Yeah. They're small. And yeah, she asked. She goes, how big are they? And he goes, well, it's a stone crab. It's small. It's the size of a stone. And he goes, <laughs> it's the size of a stone. And she oh, says, I'll take 12. And literally sat there and we plowed through all 12 snow crabs. She had it for, and then she ordered three more for her dinner. Yeah. She's like, I'll take a salad and some more stone crab. And some more, like $700 later. We were like, oh my God, the bill is $700. Like yeah, we're, we're splitting this, right? <laughs> I was like, we got oh, you. That was amazing. It was one of the greatest moments in. Really in I still in, love Stone Crab. I stand behind my Stone Crab love. As you should. As you, you should. knew what you liked, and you didn't care how much that cost. That's you right. You wanted it. <laughs> you bought that restaurant owner a new house. You stand behind your Stone Crab. Oh, my God. Clips from episode number 15. Poor Jeff. I just have this vision of Jeff like dancing, <laughs> like dancing across the sand and then like jumping into the, into the dune. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> ah! Because I was I already felt bad for him. <laughs> then, he was, uh, then he has to go get a new pair of flip flops after he's seen it. Then I, pick, I picked up the flip flops and they just <laughs> melted. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Someone give me some water. The sand really was hot. <laughs> oh, it really is hot out here. <laughs> Florida's tagline is, well, at least it's cooler than hell. Florida, you can cook breakfast on your forehead. Right. I had an uncle, like we took this cross country trip one time and I wasn't an uncle, I was like a great uncle. And we went to Phoenix, Arizona. We took the trip in, in between uh, school years. So like my, I don't know, what was it, my freshman and sophomore year or something. It's a cross-country trip, 42 days in a car van with my family. Oh, and wow. we stopped in Phoenix, Arizona to see a long-lost uncle of my father's, who's like <laughs> my great uncle or whatever. 
and he lives in the Sun City West, which is the, like the world's largest retirement community. I think I've <laughs> and, heard of that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they have one in Florida too, I think, in Sun City East. But so in Sun City West, and there's like you know, 10,000 homes, and it's just like this <laughs> village where all these people, these retired people live in these small little homes. And it's the middle of the fucking desert. And I'll never forget, we got to the Embassy <laughs> Suites where we were staying, and there was like a big thermometer sitting over the pool. And it said like 107, right? And I'd never seen anything like this. I was like, right. it's 107. And it was even too hot to go in the pool. Like the pool water was so fucking hot. You just, you didn't want to go. So there was not, my dad was like, no, we're not going in the pool. That's going to boil your fucking, your fucking nuts off, kid. Your nutbags are going to fry, kid. And so we go over to my uncle's house and I'll never forget this. It's this great uncle guy who I think was in World War II or something. He is wearing a fucking cardigan sweater with golf pants and shoes. And he is out back grilling on an open flame grill. And he's not, and there's like not a bead of sweat is coming off his forehead. <laughs> and he keeps explaining to my father how it's a dry heat. Like, you know, everyone says it's a dry heat. Right, no humidity. Like, fucking brain is rotted from the inside out. It's not a dry heat. It's fucking hot. 107 is 107. When your shoes are melting, it's fucking hot. Clips from episode number 18. She might be preparing this. That might be where they're getting the misfit butternut squash. Because let me explain. Okay. I agree with you, by the way. Butternut squash, not my favorite thing in the world, unless it's in a restaurant for being prepared by a five-star chef. Yes. And, you know, spaghetti squash, delicious. spaghetti squash all day long. But butternut yes. squash, not for me. Spaghetti squash, I like it with spaghetti sauce. I love it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so the lady, so I say, yeah, you know, what do you say at that point? You know, the neighbor's trying to be nice. And I mean, thank you. yeah, and she's got three hundred. She's like, well, the baby's I, crying. Wait, wait, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's crying. I've got to go. Oh, I think my dog just passed away. He was really <laughs> got to go roll his old bones down to the vet. <laughs> got a whole cremation plan prepaid for. Um, so I, so I say to her, I say, oh, you know, she goes, well, I've got a hundred of them. And I said, oh, a hundred of them. Well, I better not take that many because, you know, maybe uh, the next door neighbor wants some, you know, the guy next to me. (laughs) So now I'm I'm pawning off a visit to him. Right. And so she says, you're probably right. Let me give you 50 and I'll give 50 to him. And that should last you all year. And I'm like, it's going to last me a fucking entire lifetime. I mean, (laughs) first of all, I don't even know how to plant butternut squash. Where am I going to plant butternut squash? I got a two year old. He's just going to pull it up out of the ground. Anyway, I'm growing weeds in my backyard. That's how effective I am. I'm not a horticulturist. I've cut down three trees in my yard, all of which were healthy when I moved in and died in the process. (laughs) So I did something wrong. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, well, let me tell you, you know, I got a hundred butternut squash. No, but you know, I do have to go. So maybe you can wrap this up pretty quickly. I had a, I had a whole package of seeds and I put them in my trunk and they spilled over. Well, I left my trunk open one day and there got water in the trunk and then the sunlight hit them and they started sprouting right there in my trunk. No. And I'm like, oh, and these are those are these or these are those or you're just telling me a story from a different butternut butternut yeah and she goes oh no they just sprouted and so i went and i planted them and look at they're sprouting beautifully and i'm like that's because they're probably a fucking motor oil on them i mean this (laughs) this is 
I don't know what's in your trunk, but yeah. who leaves their trunk open for days at a time, right? And I'm like, first of all, I, stuff I, spilling in there, obviously. Fucking gross. <laughs> the whole situation's fucking gross, right? And now I'm instantaneously a germaphobe. I do not even want to touch the box now. I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, pro- you pro- probably grew because coronavirus got into it <laughs> or something. I don't know. So I take the set it down right over there. That's what I said. I said, why don't you set that down right there? And I'll have my wife's really the, you know, she's the good one with the plant. (laughs) 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 She's going to be the one to put on the gloves and throw it away. Um, So I'm like, you know what? So whatever. Okay. So butternut squash, right? Uh, Now I, I explained to her that we had a new baby and that we were, t- I said, listen, I know you've, she's been ringing the doorbell pretty consistently since. And I'm like, I know and I told her, I said, I know you've been ringing the doorbell pretty consistently. And, you know, just understand that we have a baby and it's really tough sometimes to get to the door. Yeah. Plus we're trying to keep people out of the house because of coronavirus and stuff like this. And she goes, oh, well, just to let you know, I don't have coronavirus. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. I don't have coronavirus either, but I don't really fucking know if I have coronavirus and no one does. That's the whole point. That's why it's a fucking global pandemic. If everyone knew that they had coronavirus, we wouldn't be in the situation that we were in. Yep. So two weeks after the butternut squash, I get another bing bong at my door and I'm like, I see that it's her and I'm like, oh my Christ, fucking deal with this again. (laughs) I come out the door and she goes, I need your help immediately. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? It's the air conditioner. It fell on my husband. <laughs> and I'm like, the air conditioner fell on your husband? How did the air conditioner lift up to fall on your <laughs> husband? They're usually sitting on a cement pad. I don't know who was lifting yeah. it up. And she's like, oh my gosh, can you come over and help, you know, Bob was going, can you come over and help Bob put the air conditioner back? And I'm like, what? Put the air conditioner back. And don't worry, we don't have coronavirus. And I'm like, oh my God. I go inside, I get a mask, I get gloves, I get a triage suit, I run across the street and I'm like, if Bob's really under an air conditioner here, I might be a party to a, to a murder, right? Like that's what I'm thinking in my head is that someone threw the air conditioner on top of Bob because she got upset. I, she, then she's like, come in my house. And I'm like, where's the air conditioner? And she's like, it's up in the room. And I'm like, you have an air conditioner up in the room? What are you And She's like, it's a window air conditioner. And I'm like, oh, a window air conditioner. So I run upstairs into this room that, by the way, is like something out of Buried Alive, Hoarders Buried Alive from TLC. Yes, it's just, it's unbelievable. And Bob is literally sitting, like he's, it's on his chest. The the thing is on his chest and he's trying to push it up into the window, right? And I'm like, oh my God, let me hear, you know, let, let me help you. And so I help him and I get it in the window. And she said, but we need to take that one out because that one is the, is the bad one. And we're replacing the new one. And I'm like, how did you expect to get this out? And you know, it's like all attached and everything. And she says, well, I was just going to push it out the window. And I'm like, listen, you're going to kill somebody. Then you don't push it out the window. You know, you know what I'm saying? And just she goes, shove the old one out. <laughs> God, you don't live in Manhattan. Like you're just going <laughs> to shove an air conditioner out the window or you're just going to leave it there and let it rot. I mean, so I say, listen, let's, let's think about this a little more uh, delicately. You know, you have the new one. Yes, we do. And then she says, because this one hasn't worked in at least three days. And I said, oh, okay, well, um, it's unplugged. Did you notice it was unplugged? No. 
I said, well, maybe we could try plugging it in. And she's like, well, I, who would have unplugged it? And I'm like, well, I just don't know. (laughs) There are cats. I know. I don't live here, nor do I want to. I just want to be out of here as soon as possible. So if we plug this thing in and get it turned on, I'm going to be immediately out the door. So I'm like, there's dog, there's cats. There's all kinds of things in here that I'm allergic to. I'm like, holy, I'm going fucking nuts. I, I turn, I plug the thing in and I turn it on and it turns on and I turn around and I go, see, and she's lighting up a cigarette in her room, in the room. And I'm like, oh my fucking Christ, you gotta be kidding me. We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I'm sitting here in, you know, the Atlanta zoo part two and <laughs> butternut squash heaven. She doesn't know how to plug anything in. So I'm like, forget about it. It's, I'm so glad that I could. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you could have, you want to smoke? No, I don't want to smoke. I, you know, I got to go back to the baby. <laughs> I got in the house and I deloused myself. I literally took off my clothes at the front door and went in and went straight to a shower. Took a shower. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. disgusting. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> and so, okay. So now, let's fast forward to three days ago. Three days ago, uh, you know, Schnitzel puts comes up. <laughs> can't stop laughing every time I say that. Schnitzel puts comes over, rings the doorbell, rings the doorbell again, rings the doorbell a third time. She won't go away. And I'm like, fuck, man. Okay, let me go see what's going on. So she goes, have you seen anybody in the front of my house? And I'm like, no, wasn't looking. But no, I, I haven't seen anybody in the front of your house. Someone stole meat from my freezer. And I'm like, oh, oh, that... That does sound like a problem. Someone stole meat from your freezer? Like the freezer you have in your house? The freezer I have in my house stole meat right from it. And I'm looking for the culprits. And I'm like, what are you looking at? You think I took the meat from your freezer? What do you want me to do? Well, I noticed that you have one of these doorbell cameras. And I was wondering if you could go through the footage and see if you see anybody stealing meat from my freezer. I'm like, you are 620 yards away from my front door. Why do you think that I would be able to determine whether or not someone's stealing meat from the inside of your fucking house? Holy, this goes on. Then I go outside and then the lady meets me out in the driveway. She's like catching me before I get in the car. And she's like, did you have a chance to go through that? And I'm like, no, I didn't have a chance to go. I, I, actually, you know what? Yes, I, I did go through the footage. Baby. I have a brand new baby. I don't have time to go be going through my ring doorbell footage. I bar- I, I don't even, you know, if someone yeah. stole meat from my freezer, I don't know if I have time to go through. <laughs> like, I don't care yeah. all that much. No. If they stole meat from your freezer, it's because they're hungry. Like, just leave it alone. Like, maybe it was that dog that you have in the backyard you haven't fed in three years. Maybe he stole meat from your fucking freezer. And besides, you've got 6,000 butternut squash plants beside, back there. You're going to survive, Bobby. I, I, I promise you're going to survive. Yes. So this, uh, this goes on and now she's meeting my wife at the front. She's meeting my wife before she gets into the, she wants to talk to her about this and that and the other thing. Now oh. she bought herself an infrared camera system that has to be plugged in. It's not by batteries. And she wants to hang it from the tree and she wants to know if I'll come over and help her oh, hang it from the, the tree. You're the installer now. <laughs> the pro the problem with living in a neighborhood in a house is that you can sometimes hit the, the, neighbor jackpot like i did you know with the guys next door or you can sometimes hit the neighbor fucking cuckoo Mm -hmm. list like the one across the street and the thing is is i can't get away from it it's not like Mm -hmm. i can just close my apartment door and pretend that i'm not here if my car's out front they know that i'm here and they're gonna come and they're gonna knock on the door until i answer the fucking door plus i got a two-year-old every time that the doorbell rings i got like one of those side glass panels right so it's not (laughs) every time the doorbell rings my son runs up to the side glass panel and just like puts his face against it he's like (laughs) hello 
one time I answered through the ring doorbell. I'd never used that ring doorbell ever in my life, like to talk to somebody. But one time she came over, it's like a week ago. And I, she's, she's like, ding dong. And I'm like, hey, Bobby, it's Brian. Uh, listen, I can't come to the door. I'm on a conference call. And she's like, you can see she's like putting her ear next to the thing <laughs> through the camera. And she's like, you're on a what? I'm on a conference call. I can't come to the door. I'm talking to you through the ring doorbell. The what? The doorbell. I just rang it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's the doorbell. That's how I'm talking to you. Where are you, honey? I can't see you. I'm in the doorbell. I'm inside the doorbell. <laughs> wow. Can you, can you come outside? No, I'm sorry. I'm on a conference call. How are you talking to me through the doorbell if you're on a conference call? Uh, I'm just pretending to be on a conference call. <laughs> this is how you take a hint. <laughs> how does your doorbell do that? Listen, I can't get into all the details right now, but as soon as I get off this conference call, uh, I'm going to think about some other things I have to do, and then I'll be over like later on tonight, <laughs> two or three in the morning. <laughs> Leave the meat out. That's right. <laughs> Leave the venison out front. (laughs) And finally, a bonus baby clip. They put us in a pre-op room. Super nice. See the lady get some help. I did not actually. They just kind of grabbed us and they said, here, come on. And I, I can't remember if Astrid said something or somebody said something about, you know, Hey, that lady, but I mean, I sure they see this all the time. This is probably like, hey, you know, yeah, she's given birth. She's in the right place. What do you want us to do? We're getting a room ready. (laughs) Yeah. What do you want us to do? (laughs) She's here at the birthing center. Yeah. At the hospital. (laughs) It's my son. He's sick. Yeah. You're at a hospital. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Like people that have ever been in an emergency room and it's like, my husband is sitting here and he is in pain. And it's like, yeah, he's at the hospital. Everything's going to be fine. man. (laughs) You came to the right place. They take us back to this room and this lady is like, you know, she's like, okay, Astrid, you here, you put this garb on. And then, you know, dad, you're going to put this garb on, which is like, it's a huge blue overcoat as if I was going into like a beastie boys (laughs) video or something. (laughs) Zip up. So it's, it's this whole package that she puts together and it's a big blue zip coat right and it covers me completely and then there's a mask and then there's um two separate head things to go across your head right they're white and they're they're pretty heavy duty so i'm uh, (laughs) so as i'm getting dressed and putting this on the the doctor comes in and you know hey it's gonna be good we're gonna have a good birth you know okay great and i'm trying to talk yeah a little pep talk i'm trying to stick this thing over my head and I said, hey, doctor, I think I'm going to need a bigger, you know, thing for my head. I'm going to need a bigger covering for my head. <laughs> and he says, I don't think you're going to need a bigger covering for your head. I'm sure those are going to fit your feet just fine. <laughs> I was trying to put the booties on my head. <laughs> I hadn't put two and two together. And there was like a left one and a right one. <laughs> I just... <laughs> What do I do, doctor? Do I stitch these together? Right. Do, I <laughs> do, I take them? do they go for my ears? Is, this, is that what the right and the left one for? Are they mittens? Are they mittens? <laughs> oh, wow. my God. 
Hey guys, that's it. That's all I got for you. Thanks for tuning in to the very best of our mediocre season one, part one. We'll be back with part two next week and season two coming in January. So stay tuned. Make sure you go to at the commercial break on Instagram and follow us. You can catch all of the episodes that we've recorded for video on our YouTube channel, which is available at www.tcbpodcast.com. And if you're so inclined, you can send us an email info at tcbpodcast.com. And uh, remember, we're going to be going live in clubhouses when we record. That's the clubhouse app at TCB. Brian is where you can follow me on clubhouse. Happy New Year.